Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Closing in on the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. We have not one, not two, but three guests this evening, especially if I can ever get my script to pull up, but I pretty much know who these guys are. Gary Johnson is a guy that just keeps reinventing himself. We spoke to him a while back when he left training. I believe, I'm going to say he was the six-time leading trainer at Thistledown outside of Cleveland, and uh, he quit to go on the national handicapping tour and did very, very well for himself. And he did that for a couple of years and he, but he traded in a life of, uh, you know, being in nice hotels and stuff like that, um, to walking the shed row, smelling liniment, but taping up ankles and, uh, just becoming a trainer again. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's an amazing story. Right now, he is the leading money-winning trainer. Now, get this. He started just a few months ago with three horses he claimed at Tampa Downs. He now has 50. He's headed to Cleveland. Uh, well, I should say Thistledown, North Randall, Ohio. And with 50 horses from three horses, he's the leading money-winning trainer at um, Mahoning Valley, and he's second in the standings. This guy is just something else is all I can say. Uh, that's uh, Gary Johnson. We're going to have him on. So trainer, turn handicapper, turn trainer, and listen to his story. It's always a good one. He's a really, really upbeat guy. I love him. And uh, then Brian Zipsy, who's uh, been on with us many, many times. Brian uh, is uh, starting uh, new ventures. Uh, and uh you know, uh, he, he's just, uh, he's on top of things. He's going to kind of give us his derby dozen. That shouldn't just be reserved for uh, just one special person. And then our uh, third uh, guest is going to be from north of the border, and that is John Siskos, who is from Woodbine. Uh, a track of the future is all I can say. You may recall a few months back I had uh, Hall of Fame jockey, Sandy Hawley on, who is a Canadian, who's also associated with uh, Woodbine, and he told us about the changes. We had drawings. It was just, it's unbelievable. They're going to have a turf course inside of a main track surrounded by a turf course. It's just unbelievable. Uh, well, let's take a look at some very important races that happened last week, uh, starting with on Friday. It was the Apple Blossom Handicap, and it was upset time. Unique Bella, it just goes to show anything can happen in racing. Unique Bella, odds on. Of course, we talked with Nancy Holthus. Uh, she did say, you know, she looks like a million bucks and everything. She said, but it's her first time at Oaklawn, and there's uh, potential rain in the, the forecast. Uh, anyhow, that's not really what cost Unique Bella the race. The gates opened 
The other six horses break, and Unique Bella is flat-footed with Mike Smith in the saddle. So she spotted the field about eight lengths. Well, it only took her about a quarter mile to make that up. And the Jerry Hollendorfer trainee was sitting at a solid second down the back stretch and uh, looked like it was just a matter of saying when. But uh, Unbridled Mo had something to say about that. Ricardo Santana Jr., uh, who ended up getting Jockey of the Week this week, uh, came back with Unbridled Mo and got the job done. Unique Bella, I hope you backed her up in your betting. Uh, she ended up running second. And in the third spot, again, the grade one $700,000 Apple Blossom handicap was furiously kissed at 56 to 1, owned by my buddy Ron Paolucci of Luch Racing Stable. Looks like he's going to have an Ohio bred in the Kentucky Oaks this year so uh we may be getting ron on the show always an interesting character well that was friday uh saturday at oaklawn it was uh, none other than the arkansas derby grade one million dollar race uh what a day <laughs> hot springs is unbelievable what fantastic fans uh the arkansas derby brought out sixty four thousand five hundred in attendance absolutely awesome and absolutely awesome in here was magnum moon you had to hear vic stoffer as they came down the stretch this son of malibu moon looks like he's about 200 pounds bigger than every other horse in the field magnum moon got the job done and vic stoffer track announcer says there's a bad moon on the rise and that was the case coming in second was quip who looks like he will get young trainer Rodolphe Brissette, the Frenchman that uh, most recently was Bill Mott's assistant uh, to the Kentucky Derby. He's a uh, son of distorted humor. Uh, another horse owned by Windstar Farm in partnership. Uh, I think they could have as many as three horses in the Kentucky Derby. And in the third spot was Solomini. Many thought he would end up being second, and a lot of people had him <laughs> tied up in their exotics, that's for sure. Then, uh, you know, it was an exciting day at Oaklawn for those 64,000-plus fans, and it was the Oaklawn Handicap Grade 2 race, and uh, I really liked Accelerate, but it looked like he was going to get beat, but uh, he came back and got the job done, accelerate, uh, tried the best, but did he get the job done? No, as much as he came back, it was City of Light with the hometown boy, Drayden Van Dyke, a Hot Springs native. This horse had never been beyond seven furlongs. He lasts the mile and an eighth of the Oaklawn handicap and upsets millionaire Accelerate. So remember that name. He was a late developer. Uh, didn't race it two. Uh, raced it three. Never off the board. Won a quarter million dollars. And now has uh, repeated multiple times with 100 plus buyer figures. City of Light is a name you are definitely going to want to uh, uh, remember. So he got the job done. Over accelerate in the third spot was untrapped at eight to one, and then it was the uh, the Count Fleet handicap, and uh, winner in there, 
just exploded eight wide. It was Whitmore, the four to five favorite. Oddly enough, everybody was expecting him to go to the front. He didn't. He came from off the pace and got the job done at four to five. So Whitmore for Ron Moquette, who's kind of the king of Oak Lawn Park now, took the keys over for Bob Holthus when he passed away, uh, got the job done in a race that's uh, close to the hearts of people in Hot Springs. The Count Fleet Handicap, $400,000. It's a grade three. In the second spot was a 10 to 1 Wilbo, who's up by a nose over Wind Time, who's the second choice at 5 to 2. Uh, then uh, we went to Keelan, one of the last points races for the Kentucky Derby. And it's a horse that I said you got to watch out for because he lost so much ground in the Louisiana Derby. And it looked like Kent DeSormo maybe wrapped up on him uh, just a little bit in the final furlong of that race. I should say the final 40 yards. It wasn't the final furlong. He had a shot with a furlong left. But when he wasn't going to get by uh, Noble Indy or Lone Sailor, uh, he wrapped up and looks like he saved it for the Lexington. So he is going to the Derby. Kent DeSormo riding for his brother, Keith DeSormo, on my boy Jack. If you got a son named Jack, that's going to be your hunch bet. In the second spot was 7-2 shot, Telekinesis. Uh, a Mark Cassie trainee with Javier Castellano in, in the saddle. And uh, third in the race was Pony Up at 5-1, to one, breaking up my trifecta in that race. So that was the uh, uh, Stone Street Lexington Stakes at uh, Keeneland. Uh, also at Keeneland, we had the Jenny Wiley. And in the Jenny Wiley, flying late was... Sister Charlie, the Irish bred, getting the job done for none other than who's now leading trainer at Keeneland, Chad Brown. Uh, this horse, bred in Ireland, raced mostly in France, and then uh, Chad Brown took over after the horse shipped over the pond, as they like to say, and uh, at three to one came flying late. Uh, what was uh, very much of note in this race was it was the 50th, the 50th stakes win for John Velasquez in a race at Keeneland. What a class act. He doesn't have to be in New York or in his hometown to get the job done. Johnny V takes it with Sister Charlie. In the uh, second spot on the outside, it was four-star crook. And then we had, uh, uh, it was Off Limits, another Irish bred at 5-1, to one, winning, I mean, running in third. So if you look at the past performances, you will see that Chad Brown ran 1-2-3 in the grade one, $350,000 Coolmore Jenny Wiley at Keeneland. What an amazing feat. Uh, I mean, it really, really was. Uh, so that was the wrap-up of the, the biggest races uh, from from last week. It was announced today that uh, Kentucky Downs is going to offer over $10 million in purses. Unprecedented. Unbelievable. Corey Johnson and his staff have just done a tremendous job down there. And uh, they got her done. Uh, 
you know, with, with the with the money that they're laying out, they're going to get the finest turf horses in the land uh, to compete there. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Ricardo Santana Jr. Uh, got Jockey of the Week. And uh, we are uh, getting ready to take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, we're going to come with one of the uh, very most interesting individuals I've come to know during my life. And that's none other than trainer Gary Johnson. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, a gentleman I've had on a few times, had him on when he's a horse trainer, had him on when he was leaving the horse business, and had him on when he was a a handicapper doing very well in the contest, and now I'm getting to have him back on as a thoroughbred trainer again. Gary Johnson, how does life meet you today? Couldn't be any better, John. Uh I've been uh, on cloud nine the last year, you know, after I went back into training. So been really, really blessed. Well, you, you've got to tell our uh, audience the story how you, you left the, the handicapping ranks to be, A, closer to your family, B, get back in the business, train in thoroughbreds, and that you actually took out your license, you didn't have a horse, and went down to Tampa and started building your stable. Tell me the story. I did. Uh, John, actually, about a year ago, I was in, in Vegas for the in the NEC Finals, which uh, I've been doing it for the last 10 years. And, you know, I don't know what was going on in my mind, but, you know, what I started missing the backside and, the, you know, I was doing a lot of traveling. And, my, you know, I got five little grandkids now, and they're all pretty little. I, the oldest one's Bella at 11 years old. And I just wanted to be kind of close to home and, you know, stop the traveling. So I did. I went to uh, Tampa, 
it was just me and my old car and uh, went down and just started uh, looking for horses and I bought one, a cheap horse, went up to the tax shop and bought a holder because I'd give away all my tack when I quit <laughs> 10 years ago. So I had no tack, no nothing, no shank, no anything. And that was about a year ago, you know, I think in last April when I really started claiming and uh, I went and I claimed, you know, claimed my first and then, you know, it started snowballing. So it was pretty wild. Unbelievable. It, it is pretty wild. It's, it, it's a great story. Now, uh, so from there, I remember saying, uh, here in some places, like, hey, man, they're giving some trainer a bunch of stalls and he doesn't even have any horses. I got a feeling I know who they were pointing the finger at. Uh, it didn't take you long to fill up those stalls, though, did it, Gary? What was the method uh, that you used? Uh, just your ability to spot a horse that needs to be in a different spot or uh, as you did in the handicapping contest, your ability to find a horse that might be sitting on a win but might need a little bit of a change. Well, what was your methodology to, to fill the barn back up? Yeah, my first thing was I, I before I made anybody knew anything. Nobody in the world knew that I, it was in my mind to go back into training, including my family. Nobody. I went into the racing secretary's office at Thistledown, and uh, went in and I seen the racing secretary, and I, he's been there for all the years when I was uh, he was the assistant back then, and I used to have a lot of horses, run a lot of horses, and I said, Hey, Patrick, I'm looking to get back in the game, and he shot at getting stalls. Oh, I'd love to have you, but I think he thought I was joking. You know? But, uh, you know, I made a couple phone calls and, uh, you know, the people that I was actually playing contests with, and I told them, you know, this is what I'm really interested in doing. And they said, if it's in your heart what you want to do, you know, we'll do it with you. And that's kind of how it started. Nobody dreamed of what, what was going to happen. And, of course, you couldn't plan for it, you know, this past year, what was going on. But, uh, you know, I, that's how I started out. I was in Tampa. I was a one-man show. It was me and three horses. I was cleaning the stalls, walking them, doing everything myself. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun, really, because, you know, back when I was training, I had a lot of help and uh, really wasn't as hands-on as, you know, I'd become. Well, uh, just as important as it is uh, assembling a successful stable, as I stated at the top of the show, uh, at present, you are the leading money-winning trainer at Mahoning Valley, uh, you're sitting second in the standings, but as I talk to many jockeys and stuff over the year, it's like, hey, I don't care if I'm 10th in the standings. Go take a look at the earnings column. <laughs> That's what's most important <laughs> to me. Uh, John, that uh, make, makes all the sense in the world. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but uh, just as important as, as it is assembling uh, your horse stable, you've got to go, gotta go out and, and reach out to the the proper help because you're not cleaning 50 stalls in the morning and watching those horses work. No, not, a, not at all. I uh, really, you know, it was a struggle starting out um, because, you know, I didn't have the help. I'd been away for a long time, a lot of new faces around the track. And uh, in reality, you know, it was even for my lifestyle, you know, I'd start getting up at four o'clock and I was used to getting up and getting to the airport whenever I was traveling, you know, for these contests. And my schedule was completely different than, uh, you know, being in the backside, you know, the barn area because, you know, it's a full-time job. So that was number one. And then, you know, here I was in cleaning stalls until, you know, I put together a few pieces uh, of, uh, you know, getting some help together, you know. And as of today, I got like an all-star crew. I've taken some of the best uh, some of the best help on the tracks that came with me. You know, they have a lot of pride. and They see us working hard and we're doing pretty good. So it's really, I, I can't even describe the magic that's happened this past year. 
that that is a fantastic. Now, you you told me something the other night when I finally got a hold of you and asked you to be on the show that I had no idea about. Well, uh, a guy that's really kind of shaken up the na- <laughs> the national racing scene on a couple different levels, and it looks like uh, he's going to have a Ohio bred in the Kentucky Oaks. It is none other than Ron Paolucci, who races under uh, the stable name of Luch Racing Stable. And what I found out is you're the one that actually gave him his start. Yeah, you know, he has been a friend of mine forever. His father been around the track uh, as, you know, just being, being people as the patrons out there at Thistledown and all the years, you know, uh, in the past, I was training and kind of always seen him, but really not didn't get to know him real well. Uh, we were both, everybody was going in different directions. But since after I quit training, I became buddies with him, hanging out with him. And, uh, you know, he kept saying, you know, I want to be a, get, be a horse owner. You know, I've heard that a few times myself. But, you know, and then uh, one day he said, you know, I'm serious. And I said, well, I'm not your guy. You know, I'm I'm not interested. But uh, I took him over to Thistledown and introduced him to Jeff Radosevich. And that's basically, he claimed a $2,500 horse back then. And that's how he got started in it. And, uh, you know, hey, I got, I give the guy credit. You know, I've known him for a long time. People, everybody has their opinion. He has a heart of gold. He puts his heart in it and he puts his money in it. And, you know, he's having fun. So that's kind of what my philosophy is. So, well, you know, in, a, in the last couple of years, he's called me, come on, you know, come on, get stalled, get stalled. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Well, this past winter, I called him and said, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, getting back in it. You know, this is what my thoughts are. You know, I'm trying to get back in. He said, well, if you do, you know, you know where I stand with you. And that's kind of where we left it. But uh, he's been very, very good to me. And uh, he's kind of given me horses. You know, as the years went on, I really didn't want, this past year, didn't want very many horses. And uh, as time went on, I started doing pretty good and got more comfortable, you know, with with the process. Um you know, he's, I've given, got more horses off him. So he's a he's a he's a quite a character, though. I got to tell you. Oh, you, you, no, you don't have you don't have to tell me. But he's already taken a couple of horses and been graded stakes placed this year already. And uh, you know, uh, he's uh, been 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 high on his Nikki horse uh, all year long and hasn't been afraid to to run her against the best. And uh, I certainly would expect him to be in the starting gate on, on Kentucky Oaks Day. Uh, we're talking with Gary Johnson, a, a trainer from, from Ohio, turned handicapper. Real quick, Gary, if I could pull in on some of your handicapping expertise. I'm guessing every now and then you watch some other races from around the country. Uh, who's on your derby watch list? You know what, John? I mean, and, and to be honest about it all, I've been so darn busy. I have to follow like normally I would. But I have seen Justify run, and I've seen him gallop out. And in my, you know, from what I've seen, I think he's the real deal. You know, I mean, he's kind of up against it. You know, not racing as a two-year-old boy. He looking good to me. Well, I'll tell you what. I really think that two rules of racing will be broken this year. Not necessarily both of them at the same time, but one is the curse of Apollo will be over, and it could happen with Justify or. It could happen with Malibu Moon, who is totally undefeated and just seems to get better as the distances get longer. He certainly has the pedigree that says he can go a mile and a quarter. Uh, he's in the hands of Todd Pletcher. Luis Saez has been up for every mile. But I'm telling you what, he is another that did not race until January 13th of this year. So that could be broken, the curse of Apollo. And the other thing is, I don't know much about their competition. But 
if you take a look at the physical presence of Mendelssohn and Gronkowski that will be coming in, you know, no, nobody's really taking the European route to get to get the derby done. Just if you get a chance to, to go on YouTube or something and look at them just as visual performers, you as a trainer will go, wow. I mean, I'm telling you, especially Mendelssohn's last race, uh, he, he won by some crazy distance, like 16 links or something like that against graded stakes company. It was just unbelievable. So th- th- this could be a year to really uh, upset the apple card as far as history is concerned uh, down there on the first Saturday in May. I, I think you're 100% right on it, John. I think the horse from Dubai is, if if one of the American horses don't win it, or one of them top two uh, Magda Mooner uh, justifies, and he will be the one to win it. Eddie, so Gary, uh, your show, I guess, is currently in the process of moving from the Youngstown area to the Cleveland area. I have moved, this week alone, I've moved 34 horses over to Down from Mahoney. I still have some there. I'm kind of trying to get me some more stalls, but I don't know what's going to happen. I got some stalls at Presque Isle, uh, you know. In another week, I got to figure out what I want to do, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with it. You know, I've got a nice opportunity. I got great owners. You know, I got uh, Cheryl McIntyre won NAC Tour two years ago. She's the, one of my main ones right now, and she got involved. You know, have two horses, and now she's got about thirty. Get out of here! No, and, I, that's and, Irish charm. She's she's letting it ride. That's what they. Hey, that movie you ever watch? That movie about letting it ride? She's letting it ride. Oh yeah. You know she. We've uh, we claimed some decent Ohio bread. She said, "Let it rise," but little she know, I really let it rise. <laughs> so it's been it's been some magic happening. That's fantastic. Somebody you met on the tour is now one of your uh, main clients. That is truly amazing. It is. it is the main one, and I also have three other people that play on the tour that is involved with horses. You know, I got a little group called War Horse Thoroughbreds, and they're out down in Lexington, and. Uh, you know, they involved in a lot of different stuff, but they got in the horse game with me, you know, just by meeting the people in these contests. Oh, that, that, that's fantastic. Well, Gary, that's why I love having you on the show. Uh, no matter how much I talk to you before the show, I always learn something new out uh, <laughs> during the time that you're on. I love it. John, we can talk forever, you and I. I mean, you know, this is what we do. A lot of fun. Abs- absolutely. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be coming up uh for uh, I'll be at Thistledown at least twice this year. I hope to see you. Uh, of course, you know the uh, Ohio Derby will be contested there, and I'm yeah. truly believing that Ron Paolucci has his eye winning on that as much as uh, the Kentucky Derby. He always told me that would mean more to him winning the Ohio Derby, you know, for the Cleveland crowd with one of his horses as much as any other race. And then, uh, of course, the Best of Ohio series is going to be up there, and I hope. By that time, you got some uh, red hot Ohio breads that you'll be starting in that seven hundred and fifty thousand know, dollar day. That's, uh, that's that's our dream, John. You know, I kind of got back into the game a little late. Everybody's got all the good ones, but uh, you never know. You know, I'm available if you get any people got any Ohio breads. I mean, that's that's the dream. You know, Hope, hopefully also. they're listening. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Well, Gary Johnson, it's, it's always been a pleasure, and uh, you know, wish you nothing but the best. I look forward to seeing you live and in person. Up in, up in beautiful North Randall, Ohio. I love it, John. Thank you very, very much.
All right, take care. We've been talking with Gary Johnson. Uh, takes the, the road more traveled, I guess you could say. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to be with a longtime guest. Love having him on, Brian Zipsy. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and with me, uh, a man that's been a guest here many, many times because he's so smooth on the air. He's always got interesting things to say, and his name is Brian Zipsy. Brian, how you doing, my man? John, always a pleasure. Winning ponies, talking horses with you. What could be better? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, uh, Brian, I, I just want to know, are you still uh, contributing like uh, Zipsy at the track? I know you kind of distanced yourself a little bit from your original website. No, no, I, I don't want to distance myself at all. Uh, Horse Racing Nation is uh, an awesome website. I, I encourage people to to visit it all the time. I think it's very informative. I, I love uh, the time I spent there. I still, they still call me the senior writer. I, I haven't quite turned <laughs> nice. 50 yet, but uh, got the senior writer title. I do at least one column every week there. And of course, uh, Matt Shipman and I do our uh, video uh, YouTube show. Uh, for them, which is called Horse Center. So a lot of fun. Horse Racing Nation's a great site by all means. Uh, I, I hope your listeners visit it often and uh, enjoy it. Well, I, I know I do, and that's why I reach out to you, because I know that uh, uh, even though I believe you're not the managing editor anymore, you are El Senor, uh, you stay on top of topics, and you, you know what's happening out uh, in the racing world. But I do know that you've turned some of your energies towards a new project. Uh, you kind of set me out some bullet points, which were lost with the rest of my script at that top of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to I, I hope I remember my bullet points. <laughs> Otherwise, we're really in trouble. Well, just you know, tell us uh, this new venture you're looking at. Yeah, Derby Day Racing, John. Derby Day Racing, we, we are doing a website where we want to have some news, some information. We want to have uh, uh, different uh, things for the industry to kind of come together, whether it be fans or people who work in the industry. But the most uh, exciting part of Derby Day Racing is the partnerships we're doing. We are uh, currently, uh, we just started uh, in the last month or two uh, with our first partnership. 
John, it's uh, going to be three two-year-olds. We are buying three two-year-olds this spring. You know our trainer, uh, multiple Breeders' Cup winner. He wins a lot of stakes in Kentucky and Indiana and even Ohio. Buff Bradley. Uh, we are, yeah, we're, we're super thrilled to, to bring a lot of people in. So we are actually uh, looking for investors right now. We've had a lot of interest. A bunch of people have uh, signed on already, but there's still openings to uh, jump in. Three two-year-olds this spring. We're looking to get some really good horses. We're confident uh, that the group we have assembled will be able to to pick out some winners, as they say. And uh, we can't wait to see our silks for the first time running this uh, this summer, this fall. And uh, hey, knock on wood. Hopefully, we'll be uh, maybe one of them will get on the Derby Trail next spring, and, and the partners, everybody that joins us, will have a really good time. Well, this is not a payday advertisement. I'm not getting kicked back. But if somebody is interested, especially now that you dropped the name Buff Bradley, they're like, wow, I wouldn't mind having a part of a horse at Buff's training. Uh, where do they go again to start getting the information, Brian Zipsy? Yeah, call, call me, email me. But uh, the first stop can be derbydayracing.com. Uh, I, I love when uh, people talk to me about the partnership because they're just, you know, they're like me. They wanted to, they wanted to own horses for five, 10, 20 years, and, and, and maybe they never thought uh, it was a, a reality. But uh, this is something where, you know, we get a lot of people involved and uh, visit Derby Day Racing. It's a new site. It's a new partnership, but we've been in the business a long time, and, and I would be thrilled to talk to anybody that's uh, really interested about possibly getting in the partnership. Well, I, you know, and you've been seeing it. It's more and more the way of the world. I mean, we're talking about the top, farms in the country like Windstar, you know, getting into partnerships with the China Horse Club and and other individuals. And, you know, uh, of course, on the level I was in, you know, it was my philosophy is it's better to own part of a good horse than all the bad one. So, uh, <laughs> But also had had a lot of funds with the partners. We had a great trainer who uh, you know was uh, you know really open to have people coming back to the backstretch and ask questions. And uh, I don't know how how you landed him, other than he's he's open to a lot of good ideas. But Buff Bradley, you couldn't have landed a more quality person that I think would just be a fantastic quarterback uh, for a partnership program. Yeah, Buff. You know, and, and this. I've known Buff for uh, many years, and I, and I just think he's one of the hardest working, most honest, nice people, and most importantly for what we're talking about today, he's a, he's a heck of a good trainer, John, as you know. So uh, I called him up uh, late last year, and he's and and right away he said, Brian, you know, a lot of people have been asking lately. He doesn't like to have like a big giant stable. He's not going to be Todd Pletcher or Bob Baffert, one of those guys. But he said, Brian, a lot of people have been asking. But you're you're the kind of guys that I want to work with, and you, and and I love I love what you try to do for racing. Bring more people in, get them excited about racing. I would absolutely love to join you and and uh, be the trainer for the first partnership. And yeah, thrilled to have him. Excited to have him. Uh, he's uh, you know I live just outside of Louisville, so he's close. His farm is just on the other side of me out here in Frankfurt, uh, so we can have horses there at his farm and. Uh, the stars are aligning for, for this partnership to, to work really well. On the other hand, you know, we're new. Uh, we're the new guys. There, there's a few of us. There's more partnerships out there than ever. And, and by all means, you know, check out other partnerships too. Uh, maybe one partnership's better for you than we may be. 
but uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to do. And I think, uh, you know, this, this partnership, this first partnership, especially, uh, the, the two year olds, I, I, I want to hit a home run with this. I want to get Derby Day racing on the map. So, uh, we're not buying, uh, we're not buying cheaper horses, John. We're going to buy some nice horses. And I, I really think we got a good chance to have a stakes horse with, uh, with, uh, one of the three, if not more. So we'll, we'll see. I'm optimistic, but uh, I think it's going to be a good ride. Well, and that's the other thing, being in Frankfort, Kentucky, you can shoot over to Buffalo Trace Distillery and pick up some of the best bourbon in Kentucky. You know, I'm not a Buffalo Trace guy, John. I, I do like my bourbon, and uh, I have a, we have a close uh, family friend. Uh, his family's in town, and we've been... Uh, We've been imbibing a little bit. We've been sipping a few bourbons while he's in town, but I, I just never was a Buffalo Trace guy. I hope they're not I a sponsor of the show or anything. I love it. But anyhow, it was so much for my <laughs> bad habits. Oh, one of your good habits is staying on top of the of the derby racing scene. And as I uh, stated with Gary, uh, I, I think we're going to upset the apple cart this year because one of two things is going to happen. I think a horse coming from Europe – that's been training Europe, doesn't have to be European bred, uh, is is going to get the job done in Gronkowski or m- one I'm leaning more strong to is Mendelssohn. His last performance was uh, uh, fantastic. And the other one is the, the Curse of Apollo with uh, two horses that you'd think they trained it to because they are massive and beautiful individuals. And maybe because of their size is why they didn't race it to. And that of course is Magna moon and justify. Yeah. And I think right there with the last three, you mentioned, uh, I, I think we have the three favorites for the Kentucky Derby. There's, there's some talk that the New York bred, uh, from Todd Fletcher's barn, barn audible, who won, of course, a couple really nice graded stakes in Florida will be up there getting bet a lot, too. But my guess right now is Justifies the Favorite, and then Magna Moon and, and Mendelssohn are, are next. And, and that's saying something, because all three of them have huge uh, trends that they're trying to buck right now. And certainly I have respect. Obviously, all three, John, are, are huge talents. And let's say this, I mean, those three are huge talents, but I think there's some other really good horses this year. I, you know, I, I, in what I do, I feel like part of, part of what I do, honestly, is I promote racing, and I love promoting racing. And, and, and sometimes there's the, that the promotion aspect of what you do seeps into things. But I think I'm being just honest and, and, and really looking at this level-headed and saying this is the best group of three-year-olds going into the Derby that, that maybe we've had in the 21st century. I mean, it's strong, it's deep, it's talented. It really does look like a great Kentucky Derby this year. I, I love it. I really do. And, and I think you're right. But, uh, the, you know, the, there's nobody with a target on their back. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got the near champion, uh, Bolt Dioro. Uh, you've got last year's champion, Good Magic. Both of those horses uh, put in solid pre-derby efforts in their last starts. Uh, a lot of people liking this Vino Rosso, uh, who uh, put in the some of the fastest speed numbers in America uh, this year. Uh, you know, again, uh, between... Uh, 
Windstar Farm and Todd Pletcher, <laughs> there's not much room for horses with connections other than them to be in the state or or the sire scat daddy <laughs> to you know yeah. have have horses in this race. It's it, it's amazing that uh, so many people with uh, uh, common uh, you know connections. Uh, have risen to the top and will be filling up the starting gate. Of course, now I believe it's 18 for the Americans because I believe there's at least two saved uh, positions, uh, but it will be interesting. And once again, there's probably about eight horses you can peel out of there, but uh, all the ones that we've already mentioned uh, are, are, you know, just very, very legitimate. And, uh, but as you know, things happen. You've been there Derby week and uh, you, you, you know, all of a sudden somebody gets a cough or takes a bad step in a morning work and all of a sudden it's like whoa so and so is not going to make it in the starting gate so you know it, it, it can happen now just uh, also physicality I've already talked about uh, uh, Justify Malibu Moon this Mendelssohn did, did you get a chance to see his last race Mendelssohn's last race was the best race of any horse in this crop. I mean, it, it, what he did in Dubai, the track record, it, it was it was obviously faster than the older horses running in the Dubai World Cup. Slightly different distance, but just a sixteenth of a mile difference. Uh, just just amazing. Now you do see horses in, in some of these just gigantic runaway fast victories where they get out there and they just cruise, and then they just draw off and win by gobs of lengths and and that's what he did so things things are going to be different for him for for sure when he gets to the kentucky derby and and this quality field and 20 horses and all that but yeah his uae derby was was uh further proof of 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 what a quality horse mendelson is another son of scat daddy just like justify is uh mendelson that's his first race on the dirt john uh, he, he had won on synthetic surfaces, and of course last year he won on the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf over here. So he's won in Ireland, he's won in Dubai, he's won in America, now he's coming back to America. Second race on dirt, and his first race on dirt was just just amazing. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's not easy to win a race like the Kentucky Derby, especially coming from so far away. But uh, talent-wise, I tell you what, uh, of the three favorites, and, and I'm probably... Uh, in the minority in saying this because Justify has such a uh, fan base out there in California from what he's been able to do in his first three races. Uh, I, I would probably give a slight edge to Mendelssohn on talent alone. Now, he's not going to be, none of those three are going to be my, my, my main number one bet in the Derby uh, because I, I, I think there's, there's pace considerations and there's experience to think about and there's, there's coming to America to run in such a big race and Second time on dirt for Mendelssohn. I am actually pointing to Vino Rosso myself as a horse who really should love a mile and a quarter, should love a solid pace, and I think he's he's developing at the right time. Of course, Johnny V, uh, the jockey John Velasquez, had a lot of choices this year, and, and Vino Rosso is the one he's loved all along. John, I, I'm going back many years here, but he reminds me a little bit at the same time as Ali Sheba. Uh, we know what Ali Sheba became, so it's it's almost sacrilegious for me to compare this young horse to <laughs> Ali Sheba. But at the same time, before the Derby, Vino Rosso reminds me a lot of him. Just the the wanting for distance, the intelligence, the fact that he had a big bumping incident in the race before it, and the fact that it's a really strong 
Kentucky Derby field where he may be the, the seventh choice in this field. Well, uh, we will Pino find Rosso, out. Yeah. On the first Saturday in May, Brian, Josh, my producer, is banging on the screen over there saying, we got to get out and pay the bills, so I better do that. Best of luck with your partnerships, and I hope to see you down the road going towards that first Saturday in May. John, that went way too fast. I was having fun. Okay. Well, I appreciate (laughs) it, and uh, whenever you need me, give me a call. I do. You know that. Brian Zipsy with us. We're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to a gentleman that's associated with our new sponsor, and that is Woodbine Entertainment, north of the border. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and I want to welcome to the Winning Ponies family, Woodbine Entertainment. And with us right now, representing them, is John Siskos. John, how are you? I'm very good, John. It's nice to speak to you again. It's a very exciting time. We uh, we really quite value the uh, listeners here in the audience, uh, your audience, and uh, we want to be part of that. And uh, it's very exciting to be on with you because uh, there's clearly some horse racing fans that watch Pardon me. Listen to your show, and um, and uh, I'm, 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 I've always loved talking to you, and, uh, and you know woodbine racing and cleaning racing very well. So uh, it seemed a natural fit to us. Absolutely. Well, uh, John has to. Uh, uh, 
Uh, go back to work now. He's got to take his feet off his desk. And, John, if you're on speaker, please go back to your headset. Um, and because the Thoroughbred Action starts back on Saturday at Woodbine uh, for uh, another exciting racing season. Uh, Saturday, you got a 10-race uh, card uh, featuring the Jacques Cartier Stakes. It's uh, six furlong for four and up, $100,000 guaranteed purse. Uh, but uh, it's of course, the uh, the highlight, uh, we're closing in on the 159th Queen's Plate, which is the first jewel in Canada's Triple Crown for Thoroughbred Racing. Uh, that'll be run at June 30th. So I'm going to be reaching out to John to put me in touch with uh, you know some of the powers to be up there, some of the connections of the top horses or uh, racing legends like uh, uh, Sandy Hawley. Johnny, are you going to hold my hand and get me through that? I think we're going to have a fun season. I, I really, really am looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, there'll be a lineup to get onto your show. And, uh, yeah, we're very excited about our coming season. It's our 63rd at Woodbine up in uh, Rexdale, North uh, West Toronto, um, within the Toronto confines, which is uh, pretty exciting. And uh, you're pretty good on that pronunciation of the Jacques Cartier Stakes. It's well, like, I, uh, I fuck French, but uh, I winged it like just like I did in the <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> it was very close, and uh, the exciting part about that uh, race, uh, we don't always have the, uh, the 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 horse of the year who uh, who made the potential horse of the year, Pink Lloyd, who is a tremendous horse. If you look at his past performances, he's won. He won eight races uh, right in a row with big fat buyer figures, and he's uh, likely to be. Uh, announced as a horse of the year tonight, and um, so we got we're, that that's that's a very prominent thing for us in the very short term. We're talking about Saturday. We're talking about our first card, and Pink Lloyd is running on that particular race. But we got a huge season ahead of us, and the thing you noted, 159th Queen's Plate. Um, there's the the, the the Kentucky Derby of of Canada. It's it's a race that even Americans know that says yeah. I think I've heard of the Queen's Plate. That's their big race. A horse named Holy Helena won it last year, and uh, some of your listeners would uh, remember her. She, why she wasn't very good at Saratoga later on that meet. People have heard of her, and uh, she'll be heard from down the road. The Queen's Plate will be a very popular race for a lot of your listeners. Uh, now, I've got to ask you, reaching into the history books, uh, uh, did Northern Dancer win the Queen's Plate? He did, if you recall. Uh, I mean, it was uh, several years before I was born, but 1964, he wins all these races, including the Kentucky Derby. He wins the Preakness, finishes third in the Belmont Stakes, and then weeks later wins the Queen's Plate by seven. Okay? So here is the horse that everybody associates with Canada, in thoroughbred racing, Northern Dancer, very well-known across the world, and that's what he did. He was one of the few that went from the Kentucky Derby. Well, he's the only one that won the Kentucky Derby and the Queen's Plate. Yeah, un- un- unbelievable, of course. Uh, went on to become... Uh literally a breed-changing uh, stallion uh, when, he, when he stood here uh, in the United States. I, I must say I was blessed to uh, have a photo session with him, and I went to, was it Winfield's where he stood? And, uh, yeah, I, I made a special date with him, drove down there from Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, 
they were there and I'm like, hi, uh, you know, this was set up by Mr. So-and-so. I'm here to shoot Northern Dancer. And, you know, the farm's kind of a little busy and they bring this horse out. And I said, no, I'm here to shoot Northern Dancer. Because this guy brought out this horse, it looked like he was like a pony, fourteen point <laughs> two hands. And they go, "Sir, this is Northern Dancer." I'm like, "Oh, excuse me, you know, you know, when you hear the name and you know of his prowess as the greatest Canadian horse of all time, you know, it's like you expect to see, you know, some, some, a horse built like Forgo or something to come out. But he was not that big, and no. he had a quirky way of standing. You know, I mean, I know how to take a confirmation shot, and I'm I'm working with this guy. He goes. No, sir, that's what you're going to get. That's the way he stands. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's a little bit under himself, but uh, but I'll shoot it. He's the greatest horse ever ever to come out of Canada. Well, yep. Chad, I'm really uh, I'm, I'm excited about this new relationship you're going to have with Winning Ponies. I'm going to be in touch with you on a regular basis. Uh, so you're going to be my new agent north of the border and uh, mm-hmm. helping me line up interviews and uh, get some of the better uh, personalities, potential jockeys, trainers, and you got to keep me in line. And you know, there's so many graded stakes races pop up between now and closing day uh, up there that you're going to have to keep me in line. The other great thing is, and I've only got about a minute and a half left, is uh, outside of Colorado, uh, I think you guys are the most interested track in grass racing. Yeah. No, like, what, I mean, what, like uh, the weather has been a nightmare. I have to say this one point about, about this weekend, though, John. It's like the weather has been a nightmare in Toronto the last several, last several days. We had an ice storm there for two or three days, but apparently it's supposed to be glorious on this weekend. And in that, when I mean glorious, and whenever we do talk, I'll give you a weather update. But literally, literally in the single digits Celsius these days. But we are going to be in the neighborhood of 15 on the Celsius scale, which, if you just double it and add 30, you might get your Fahrenheit scale. So I think we got a pretty good sort of like high fifties kind of day set for these for these weekend right. days, and we're John, excited about that. John, I'm really looking forward to it. My producer Josh by gosh was telling me we got to go, or they're going to cut me off. So uh, again, I look <laughs> forward to the partnership, and I will be in touch with you uh, to set up a schedule so we can highlight Woodbine Racing. Okay. Please very much, John. I'm really looking forward to myself, and uh, thank you for everything. And we'll chat soon. I promise. All right, I want to thank Gary Johnson, Brian Zipsy, that was John Siskos, and of course, our producer, Josh by Gosh of Winning Ponies. I'm John Engelhart. When you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff.